Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Forging the Path and Happy New Year. My name is Adam and this podcast, it's all about helping men become the men that God created us to be. And what we're going to do on these Fridays, uh, we, we, we share some stories. It's a really, we try and keep it short, 15 minutes or less. Um, we share a story or two and give a couple suggestions for practical takeaways. And what I'd like to do over the next, well, probably the next few months, I would like to take a look at each of the Old Testament prophetic books in turn and just do a really quick glance at them. Um, we'll do the minor prophets first, and then we'll do the major prophets. There's, um, you know, there's 17 books total. So we'll probably just take a week at a time over the next few months and uh, and get through it. But I really want to help you all get a sense of what these wild, fiery, rugged, bold men were really like and some practical ways we can apply their words to our own lives. I think these books are are often neglected. You, you don't usually hear a sermon series at a local church about, you know, hey, we're going through... Today we're going through Hosea, or hey, here's a here's a special sermon on Obadiah, and they're they're neglected, um, which in some ways is a little bit understandable. But but here's the thing: uh, what might our lives look like if we could get a better sense of who these men were, what they said, why they said it, how God worked through them, and what it means for us today. Uh, I think that the Bible is actually written not just for the scholarly type of people. It's not just for scholars. It's for regular, ordinary people who don't have it all together, people with strengths and weaknesses, people with good days and bad days, challenges and struggles, fishermen, tax collectors, prostitutes. It's not just for theologians and pastors. The Bible is for everyone and it's actually very relatable. Even the Old Testament stuff. You know, I was, I was reading with a men's group a few weeks ago. We're going through the book of James, which is in the New Testament. But in James 5, he writes this, Elijah was a man just like us. Now, Elijah is one of the most famous prophets in all of the Bible. He doesn't have a, a book named after him. He didn't write a book that we know of that's in the Bible. Um, but God worked through him to just do amazing miracles. And James says this, Elijah was a man just like us. He prayed earnestly that it wouldn't rain, and it didn't rain on the land for three and a half years. Then again he prayed, and the heavens gave rain, and the earth produced its crops. Think about that. Elijah was a man just like us. Just like us. These guys were just like us. If that's true about Elijah... It's true about the other prophets. And we often tend to put a lot of people in the scriptures up on a pedestal. Um, or, or we outright dismiss them because we don't understand them at all. Um, but they were actually a lot like many of us. So these, these 12 minor prophets, and then, then there's five major prophet books, uh, we're going to just do really quick, one week at a time. We'll start next week with Hosea. But uh, first, I want to give you just a little bit of an intro. 
Philip Yancey once wrote, he's a famous author, but he wrote this a few years ago. If you examine the Bibles of even the most diligent students, you may find a telltale band of white on the paper edges about halfway through. That mark of cleanliness shows how seldom the fingers touch the Old Testament prophets. Although those 17 books fill about a fifth of the Bible, they often go unread. And I just have to wonder what Christian masculinity would look like if more of us read the prophets. Uh, what, what, What would our churches look like if more of us read the prophets? Jesus read the prophets. The disciples read the prophets. They, they knew the prophet. They had them largely memorized. Jesus often quoted the Old Testament prophets. Why don't we? I mean, maybe some of you do, but, but by and large, I would say many of us don't. And, and it's probably because a lot of times those books are a little weird and confusing. Um, and we just like to stick to things that we're a little bit familiar with, right? I mean, I, I love the Gospels. I love Paul's letters. I love Genesis and Exodus. I love the story of David and Goliath. And, and so that's typically what, you know, what we stick with on Sunday mornings and on Wednesday evening Bible studies. But I wonder if, if we took time to really get to know these guys and, and to see them for who they really were. Uh, I think a lot of us misread the prophets when we bother to read them at all. I know I used to look at them as these finger-wagging, fusty old men who would, you know, call down judgment on, on the pagans. And I discovered, much to my surprise, that these ancient prophets actually sound the, the most modern of almost any part of the Bible, in my opinion. Uh, they deal with this, the same themes that, that hang over our country, uh, especially over the last century. And so I, I'm excited to just get to know them better. I want to get to know their personalities a little bit better um, and then see if that can help us in our, in our forging of a path forward to becoming who God created us to be as men. So we'll keep that all in mind as we, as we look at the prophets beginning next week. Before I go today, though, I want to leave you with this really cool short essay by A.W. Tozer. And he's, he's basically, he's touching on the prophetic nature of leadership when it's healthy, that there should be a, there should be a prophetic edge to church leadership. And there oftentimes just simply isn't. And I think if we knew the prophets a little bit better, and if we saw Jesus as a prophet, which he was, he wasn't just a prophet, he was much more than that, but he was a prophet, as was John the Baptist. If we really saw our Bible and studied our Bible like in that way, um, then then our leadership would look a little different. And so here's A.W. Tozer's essay. It's just a few paragraphs. I'll read it for you. You can find it online too if you just search A.W. Tozer's essay on prophetic leadership. He says this, If Christianity is to receive a rejuvenation, it must be by other means than any now being used. If the church in the second half of this century is to recover from the injuries she suffered in the first half, there must appear a new type of leader 
the proper ruler of the synagogue type will never do. Neither will the priestly type of man who carries out his duties, takes his pay, and asks no questions, nor the smooth-talking pastoral type who knows how to make the Christian religion acceptable to everyone. All of these have been tried and found wanting. Another kind of religious leader must arise among us. He must be of the old prophet type, a man who has seen visions of God and has heard a voice from the throne. When he comes, and I pray God there will be not one but many, he will stand in flat contradiction to everything our smirking, smooth civilization holds dear. He will contradict, denounce, and protest in the name of God and will earn the hatred and opposition of a large segment of Christendom. Such a man is likely to be lean, rugged, bluntly spoken, and a little bit angry with the world. I love that. He will love Christ and the souls of men to the point of willingness to die for the glory of the one and the salvation of the other. But he will neither fear Uh, He will fear nothing that breathes with mortal breath. (laughs) This is only to say that we need to have the gifts of the Spirit restored again to the church. And it is my belief that the one gift we need most now is the gift of prophecy. Not fortune-telling, but prophetic insight. It's not the ability to predict that we need but the anointed eye, the power of spiritual penetration and interpretation, the ability to appraise the religious scene as viewed from God's position and tell us what's actually going on. Where is the man who can see through the ticker tape and confetti to discover which way the parade is headed, why it started in the first place, and particularly who is riding up front in the seat of honor? What we need desperately today is prophetic insight. Scholars can interpret the past. It takes prophets to interpret the present. Learning will enable a man to pass judgment on our yesterdays, but it requires a gift of clear seeing to pass sentence on our own day. Lord, I pray for that gift of prophetic insight uh, for, for all of us men. Uh, move us beyond the knowledge you've enabled us to gain through education or reading or studying. I pray that we might lead as ones who have seen visions of God and have heard a voice from the throne. Amen.